Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Happy Being Well. I have an exciting guest here today, Shanna Lee Moore. She is a massage therapist and a water hydration specialist. And me and Shanna were both book co-authors in a book collaboration called Wellness for Winners. And Shanna contributed chapter 28 to the book. Uh, It's called Dimensions of Wellness Guide to Optimal Health. So Shanna, we're excited to have you. Before we dive deep into, you know, what your chapter discusses, um, this podcast is sponsored by happybeingwell.com, your online store for leggings, 100% natural facial masks, crystals, sage, palo santo, natural candles, natural deodorants, and much more self-care organic goodies at happybeingwell.com. Use code podcast25 for 25% off all active wear leggings. Free shipping in the USA. So Sheena, I'm excited to have you here today. Um, So you know, I'm, I'm excited that, you know, we got to experience contributing to wellness for winners. It's a best-selling book, um, in various countries. And so talk to us about, you know, your wellness journey, since this podcast really is all about wellness. Um, either it's mindset, emotional wellness, you know, to get to, living a much more fulfilled life, you know, that is with peace, inner peace, more joy. So talk to us about your inner, your inner journey and some of the stuff that you um, talked about in your chapter. Well, thank you so much, Rita. I'm so happy to be here with your audience. Definitely don't want to give it all away because we definitely want you to pick up your own copy of Wellness for Winners. It's available on Amazon. And I have started my wellness and um, journey as becoming a massage therapist. I've been a licensed and certified uh, massage therapist since 2007. And that really allowed me to learn about the physical body, the different muscles and organ systems and how it worked. But it really didn't get me to have health myself. I was still kind of overweight and I was taking a lot of pharmaceutical drugs and just kind of believing what the doctors had told me. And then in 2012, I met a woman who completely changed my life. She became my first mentor and sort of like business coach, but she's just also become kind of like another second mother to me. She's actually the first one who had me read some good books like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I was like, oh, so you're my rich mom (laughs) because it's different knowledge that we were taught. And so Uh, That is where I learned about the special water that I drink. So it's a restructured ionized water and it really affects the body better because it absorbs on a cellular level. If you can imagine like a chain link fence and if you're throwing baseballs at it, the baseballs are going to bounce off because they're too big versus if you throw marbles at it, it's going to be able to get through the holes in the wall. So since our cells are different sizes and shapes, we really need that smaller water to be able to hydrate on that cellular level. When I started drinking this water, my body went through all kinds of positive health changes. I started giving it to some of my massage clients and they experienced uh, improvement in their wellness as well. And with the addition of learning about the different books and different paradigms, my mindset, how, you know, my words can really shape my reality. 
that's what really started me more on this entrepreneurial journey. So I love to surround myself with other people who understand the value of what we feed ourselves, both, you know, nutrition wise and in our mindset, because we really do become like the people we hang around. And I noticed that in my life, I had a lot of negativity and a lot of people that were complaining. And, you know, now we've heard you can't be grateful and fearful at the same time. Like if we're in gratitude and we're appreciative of the experiences that we're going through, whether they may look good or bad on the outside, it's all just a label that we put on it. So we can choose to change how we think about it, even if something maybe not as optimal as I would have liked it to happen is going on, I can still choose to see the good in it and get a lesson from it and then be blessed that way in changing how I think about it instead of getting into that downward spiral of depression. Awesome. I love that. And yeah, it is so easy to go down a downward spiral of depression. And it is so important to really audit the people that are around us and what we're feeding our mind with, like in terms of content too, like, um, you know, what we watch, you know, what we see, like always just make sure that because, you know, we need to, it's like literally like food, it's like energy food that we're, because it's, it's, it influences our thoughts, it influences how we feel like it introduces to us what is possible as well. So, um, and it, it's so much, and it's so, so more important when you're dealing with people, like, cause they're directly affecting your energy in terms of, you know, what's coming out of their mouth, what, how they're feeling. So people that are just constant, always complaining about problems, always seeing problems, what's happened. Cause I've personally experienced this myself and, um, I had to let go of a dear friend of mine in 2018. I just, you know, we were friends for so long. We we're really good friends, but um, like just constant, constant complaining. And um, I think, you know, this has been addressed, was addressed to him like by many, it wasn't just me, by other people. And I, he just, he just would never be able to shut that off. And so um, I was like, what's hap- what happens is, is because you guys are forming a bond and you're, and what, ha- like you kind of, you know, so then I would start to look for things to complain about and I would want to share it with him because that's his thing, right? And he's, uh, and he's unconsciously training me to be that way as well. So, and I was all about the whole time, like being positive dah, 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 and that, and I was noticing this, I'm like, wait a second, he's totally derailing my whole you know, way of looking at life or wanting to, you know, um, think better, think more healthy. And so, cause in life, I mean, it was, you know, things happen that it can easily frustrate us. Like the, you're driving and the light goes red or whatever, and you're, you have to be somewhere or the, your computer freezes, like things that happen to all of us. And um, he would just take those things and like amplify it and more so than others. And so anywho, um, so yeah, it, it, it basically drains your energy and you're not gonna, you're gonna be living in a realm of constantly looking at problems and not seeing solutions. And yeah, draining your energy because you're down, you're getting angry, you're using <clears throat> emotional energy and then you get tired. You know, so how could you be living and creating things if you're just wasting too much time and energy 
literally seeing problems and reacting to it in a negative way. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then reading books and, you know, a big, huge advocate for reading books. I wish I opened up a book. It like, you know, especially if it's something that maybe is new content around how to think about something or introducing a new technique. It like really, it just really creates like these neural new pathways in terms of how to strengthen your mental muscles in terms of looking for solutions or, you know, better being habitual in terms of living in a place of, you know, inner peace and joy. And it's, I, it's really gold when you can live from that, from that place, because then you can be a real, a real creator. So, um, what has transpired as a result of you implementing these things? Like, well, we learn through repetition. And so what we have to understand and also give ourselves some grace and patience with is that it's a process. It's never ending. I still have bad days. I went to a restaurant the other day and what should have taken me 10 minutes, you know, to pick up my food took me a half an hour. And I went out in the parking lot and I screamed a little bit before I got back in the car. And that was just one way of releasing the energy. Usually I try to take some deep breaths. I didn't yell at the people inside the restaurant. So that's some progress because in the past, you know, many years ago, that might've been something that could have happened. And um, so we all, we, and what I was taught at my very first job ever was that we always want to make the customer happy because they will share the negative, ref, you know, reference or referral more than they will share the positive. Just people are kind of already programmed naturally to lean on that more negative side of things. And so we have to do the conscious awareness to feed our minds with the positive things to combat what's coming at us naturally. It's going to take more repetition and more mindfulness to, you know, even some of the frequencies of the music that we listen to different things like that. Like we don't, we don't always realize that the words or the vibrations or the, the content is affecting us the way that it does until we have this, you know, awareness, someone brings it to our attention. And then, you know, once I found that I started learning these things, then I found more of my friends and more of the people that came into my sphere were learning these things. And then we have this commonality and this language that we can speak where we understand each other. Because if I go back to my past and some of my old friends and I try to talk about, you know, awareness or consciousness or vibration, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, let me share with you. But not everybody is ready. You know, that they call it 95% thinking for a reason. That's what 95% of the world is going to be like. And until we truly desire something different for ourselves, it's not going to matter. Like I spent so much time trying to bring my friends with me on this journey. Like, come on, I'm having fun over here. Let's learn something new. Let's go do this thing instead. And a lot of them are perfectly content and happy where they are. And that's okay for them. It's not okay for me. And so now I choose to find the people who it also wasn't okay with. And then we can go on the adventure together because we're going in the same direction. Yeah, um, totally. I mean, I think it's because the masses, um, the things that we're talking about and how they directly influence our mood or our thoughts, it's invisible, right? It's not like we can see this direct correlation, you know, and we can't see the energy 
you know, and how it looks like if it's black energy, you know, kind of transferring into us and like making us act in a certain negative way. Uh, but we can definitely, if we self-reflect, we can really like the example that I mentioned with my former friend, like I was beginning, I was seeing how, you know, just by engaging in that friendship that because he had such a strong negative charge to everything that happened to him that was a frustration or a disappointment, um, this started making me react that way as well. And like that was a way to bond with him because I would share that with him. Like, you know, oh, you know, he would be the only person because he's, that's how he reacts to things, right? So we have to start really self-reflecting and how things condition us and how we bond with people too and everything like that like um and start and I think it really starts like for me really just spending time alone so I'm not being you know influenced or distracted from what's really inside me with my inner like what I'm really feeling how I'm what's influencing my decisions, what's influencing my choices. And that all really comes down to a deep self-reflection, which requires being alone and um, tapping into your subconscious mind, not, you know, and I think, cause I think also too, we're just like, you know, our day-to-day lives, we live in the conscious mind. We go to, we have our, most people have a nine to five job and you come home and either you have to do dinner or do dishes and there's always something to do there's a routine which is not knocking it I'm just saying that in order to function fully in our society we live from the conscious mind and that is something that has been shown to us through the media and that's and let's face it like um watching movies watching tv shows is how people have learned to you know behave in society like oh like when you look at you know, girlfriend and boyfriend relationships or whatever it is. Like a lot of people watch these reality shows too. It's like, oh, look, you know, like I know Vanderpump Rules was a big, he had a huge rating. And I, I and so I think people, when they see like, you know, be like how Brittany talks to Jax, like, oh, that's a really good, you know, comeback that she said to Jax. Like we, you know, hmm, I maybe should try that on my boyfriend, right? Like that's how people, you know, start can learn certain um, behaviors, right? So we just, we just, I think it's just because we, we live so consciously and that is what, you know, mainstream media perpetuates is this, you know, conscious-based living without really going into the subconscious and kind of um, being more of an independent thought, right? So we are in the collective conscious, collective mass consciousness that's been perpetrated by mass media right so well and it's called programming for a reason they you know for a certain they have an agenda and they can label it as entertainment if they want to but once you start looking at through a different lens you can see that it is teaching us you know how to behave and there definitely is these um, breakdowns where you know some of the older traditional things that we had you know when only one uh adult had to work and the other spouse was able to stay home with the children and 
then we start putting them into school and both parents are working now and then the school is teaching them certain things and some of it's maybe true some of it may be not true some of it is helpful some of it isn't like there are so many more things we could be learning about how to get along with other people or how to you know communicate effectively, how to disagree without, you know, getting offended, just know that different people have different ways of looking at things. And these are some skills, you know, even the balance of checkbook, my teenager was like, so upset this year when she got her job, because she's like, nobody taught me any of these things. And it's like, yes, I'm your parent, and I am responsible to teach you these things. But how much more could it be learned if it were taught on that mass level to everybody. You know, there used to be the home economics classes where we learned cooking and sewing and automotive, you know, um, and, you know, different um, trades that we still need. I know everybody wants to like replace everybody with a computer, but there are definitely some things where you still need that personal touch. And so things like how to know yourself or meditation or, you know, breathing exercises, different things that can help as coping skills as you navigate life. And so that's why we did the emergency homeschool thing where my kids were at home and I decided not to put my youngest back into the traditional school this year. We opted to keep her home and I found a program where I had a teacher, so I have a little bit of help, but where it's also flexible, where we can teach and have her read different books and do different projects that really uh, play to her strengths. And so she had a, an idea a few weeks ago where she didn't want to clean her room. Actually, it's probably like a few months ago, but she didn't want to clean her room. And she's like, if I pay the neighbor, friend, you know, little girl down the street, whatever, can she clean my room for me? And I was like, okay, so you are now learning the entrepreneurial skills that I'm living. This is not your strength. You want to hire your weakness. And then you're going to spend your time doing something that you are more equipped to do. And I was okay with that. My husband was like, no, you're teaching her how to be lazy. And I was like, no, not really. Because, you know, if it's, if it's going to take her three days, what it's going to take this other kid, you know, three hours to do. And it's money that she earned herself because she was selling chips and candy to the neighborhood kids. So it's not coming out of my pocket. And if that's what she wants to budget, you know, as soon as I have more resources, I'm going to have a housekeeper come in and clean my house too. So we just know what we're, you know, not so great at and that's okay. And I think this goes back to when we used to live, you know, more tribally or in community and everyone was able to use their gifts to benefit the others because we all are uniquely made. We have different strengths and weaknesses. And when we can all collaborate together, then we don't have to be frustrated learning these skills that we're not so great at because we can do where we shine in our natural God-given abilities and they can live theirs. Like, you know, my friend, she's very great organ organizational wise, you know, she's got her calendar link, she sets up the zooms, she does all the things, all the back office stuff. I like to just go out and make friends. I'm going to go meet people. I'm going to get your phone number. We're going to connect somehow. And then, you know, I might like allow you to use a system in the background because I don't have that where I want to be all things to all people. I just want to be able to go out there and, and live the life that makes me happy and find out what other people are passionate about and how we can all work together. Mm, yeah, but absolutely. And I, as you're saying, you have a teenage daughter. I was like, oh my goodness, you look so young. I'm like, I would never think you had a teenage daughter. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I wasn't a teenage mom either. I'm actually going to be 40 next month. Wow. I honestly thought you were like maybe in your late twenties or something. <laughs> wow. Thanks. It's my magic water I drink. <laughs> 
well, yeah, it must be because you definitely look. I would never think that you had a teenage daughter. You look so. You you do look young. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean. We do have to take accountability for, you know, our own behavior and looking at possibilities and being more efficient with our time and energy and take an audit of who we really are, what we're really good at. Um, I think self-discovery is really the foundation to building, you know, a life of happy, being happy well, like being happy and being well is, is really to start to know yourself and what you're good at, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, what you really enjoy, like what you really enjoy doing and being and just being true to you. And then from there, you're going to be much more stronger. You're not going to, you know, I think in our society, we have such an ego, um, there's a lot of ego, you know, in everything around in our society, right? It's an ego-led um, society, you know. That's just the reality of it. Reality of it. I mean, there's no sense of pretending that we don't, you know. Uh, if you look at right up to the upper, you know, upper echelons of Hollywood, and um, you know, even in your career in corporate, like it's really ego-based. Um, which there's a lot of toxicity around that. So, you know, we really have to be cognizant of how everything kind of influences us and, and to kind of be more balanced. Like, you know, one thing about me is that when I, even from an early age, like even before I really, really dived really deep into uh, self-development or even just all this talk about ego now. Um, I, I was, when I went in, when I graduated from university and I was going into the career world, um, you know, I remember like, like, cause it's, you know, when you go into the career, it's, you know, competitive. I've always been very ambitious, but, um, I just remember recognizing my ego for the first time. Like I remember saying to myself, oh my goodness. It's like, it was like, I was introduced, I was like, you know, um, and I remember like, okay, I want to tame this ego. I didn't, I, re I, I right away, straight away understood and had this natural awareness of, you know, the ego kind of coming up and arising when initially um, trying to thrive in corporate. So, but I understood that it wasn't like healthy and it wasn't, um, I wouldn't, I didn't want to be so ego. I wanted to be more, um, you know, like more balanced and, and coming from more of a place of love and, um, you know, so I've always had an awareness around, yeah, we need to have things efficient and we need to have results. Um, but, you know, maintaining compassion, you know, while, you know, being efficient and achieving results, you know, not um, letting the ego, like, you know, get, get too wild up with the ego because it's just so toxic. And I think, um, I think more people, I think we still have to come a long way to really start having the collective, to really be able to recognize 
the ego in them and how it influences their behavior and not be tricked. I think it's like, and not be tricked by it. I think that was the one thing that I was like quickly being aware of is like, uh-uh, I'm not letting you trick me. Uh-uh, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, I always wanted to live from a place of real inner truth, right? So that I could always in, live, live from a place of compassion so I can actually experience inner peace and inner joy, right? Because it doesn't feel good if you are just letting your ego get the best of you. It just doesn't. It's like, it doesn't, when you treat others, like, you know, not so good, like you're not going to feel so, you're not going to feel so good. You're just not. Um, well, unless you're a person who's very insecure um, and that's, they say that they get there. That's how they feel like, you know, more. Narcissist. Yeah. It's how they feel more superior is by putting others down, which I could never understand. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just not, I'm so like the opposite of that. Um, yeah, you know, anyhow, I, I think that the more and more, you know, people like us, you know, distribute more books and more podcasts and speak more around it, you know, um, you know, it's, it's going to just catch, hopefully catch on and catch on and we just be more aware of uh, how things influence us. Um, and really just get to know us more, like really tune into our inner compass more and what's really kind of going on, you know, in our human psyche, you know, consciously, unconsciously to have that alignment, you know, so that um, you can be more mentally healthy, right? So, you know, this way we can have healthy relationships and we can um, you know, I think too, I think a lot of people get caught up, their mindset is constructed always based on this, um, having what they don't have. And I think that is like a trap for personal and mental torment. And you're always going to be living from a place of lack as well. So it's like, you have everything that we talk about in terms of the wellness community is like facts. It's like so true. You have to practice, you know, living in gratitude, be extremely cognizant of um, what you allow to live in your mind. Well, and the thing is, at least for me, I got caught up in this doing and, and having to achieve and, you know, wanting to stay busy and feeling like that gave me a sense of accomplishment, but we are human beings, not human doings. Like you said, being able to spend that alone time with yourself, that was something that I avoided for such a long time because of past trauma and experiences and things that I hadn't worked through. And so by being more conscious and coming into this community and being around other people that, you know, have dealt with some of these things and could give me some tools and resources or books to read or things to try, you know, uh, feeling in my body instead of just thinking in my head, you know, just really dropping down into my heart space and seeing 
is this in alignment with who I am or who I want to be? Like, yes, do I want a bigger house with a yard so I can grow my food and, you know, take care of my family better? Of course. But also, yes, I'm so grateful for this place that I currently live in and that it is very spacious for, you know, the city and, you know, that my dog has never had a yard, so he doesn't care. You know, he's 13 years old. He doesn't know what it's like to have a yard. I take him to the park. He runs around for 10 minutes and he comes sits at my feet again because he's tired. So it's not that, you know, we can learn a lot from nature and from the animals, like all the needs are met, just being naturally and living in harmony. I read a book a long time ago, I forget the name of it, but it was saying that that humans actually aren't a species, we're more like a virus, because we've thought that our se- we're, we're so superior to everything else that we don't live in that harmony and that balance anymore. We try to dominate and take over. And when we go back to, to being in harmony and in balance, that's when we can really, you know, have everything that we need. You know, sometimes we think we need to add more things or, or achieve more things, but sometimes what we're going to find is when we subtract things, it's actually going to bring us back into more of a balance, you know, that self-care, that time alone, you know, maybe getting a massage for your body to, to heal the muscles, you know, to have the good water and the good food, you know, nutritionally, you know, fueling your body with what it needs instead of what we want. I know I'm an emotional eater. I like to eat until I'm very full, or I like to eat socially, even if I'm not hungry. And that's not what the body needs. Sometimes it just needs to fast, or it needs, you know, the nutritional content of the fruits and vegetables versus, oh, that sugary sweet thing looks good. But then how does it make my body feel after? I love cheese. Cheese does not love me back. Whenever I have cheese, I get all congested and, and, and infl- inflammation, you know, it's, it's creating a negative response in my body. So why would I want to keep using my analytical mind to override that when I really need to, you know, tune into that and say, okay, well, there's something this, my body's trying to communicate with me here. It can't just say, Hey, don't eat the cheese. So it's giving me a response to be mindful of and to kind of know how that's going to make me feel like I used to drink coffee, but I don't actually like coffee. I like creamer. What is creamer sugar and chemicals. And depending on how you make it, you know, do I need that in my body? No. So if I want a little caffeine, I can have tea or, you know, ketones or something else, you know, there's a dandelion tea that, you know, tastes just like coffee. (laughs) So, and there's all the mushroom drinks and all the different things. And so just really being open-minded to new ideas and ways of being coming to me not thinking that I know everything like my my youngest you know she should be a lawyer because she likes to argue and I'm like great but you don't want to always know everything you don't want to be the smartest person in the room because we want to continue to grow daily absolutely absolutely um, well, Sheena, it was a pleasure having you on. I enjoyed this conversation as I'm sure my listeners have. Um, if people want to get to know more about you, where can they go to find out more about you or contact you or, you know, ways to work with you? I know you're, you're a massage therapist, so I'm assuming you have a studio out there in San Diego, um, and you're a hydration specialist as well. So what's your website? Yep. So if you want to get in contact with me, I am Shanna Lee Moore, which is S-H-A-N-N-A-L-E-E 
M-O-O-R-E. And that's on all the social media platforms. So Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse, LinkedIn. I try to keep it simple for people. And then if you'd like to learn more about the water, my website for that is developingtruehealth.com. And I think you said you're going to put that in the uh, bio there for your listeners. Especially if you guys are driving while listening to this, don't click on anything until you're in a safe spot. But I love um, meeting new people and just seeing how I can be of service to others. Definitely, if you're in the San Diego region, I have a, a office in San Marcos, California, but I also do house calls within the San Diego area. And um, been doing the mobile massage for quite some time. I found people like that when they want to just relax. They don't have to get in the car and deal with the traffic and drive afterwards. That really adds to their experience. And I thank you so much for allowing me to be here. It was so great talking with you as well. Thanks, Shanna. Thanks, Shanna, for being here as well and contributing and pouring into the Happy Being Well audience. And everyone who's listening, be happy, being well. And if you enjoyed this podcast episode, subscribe. And Shanna's website links will be posted on the podcast episode description. Until next time, guys, sending lots of love and light.